0: Your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Dolphins fans, and welcome to this Wednesday, July 7th, 2021 edition of Locked On Dolphins. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, managing editor of USA Today's Dolphins Wire, director of scouting at thedraftnetwork.com, and going to do something today we don't do too much of here on this show, and that is take a dive into the realm of fantasy football. Specifically speaking, looking at projections for prominent members of the Miami Dolphins offense according to a number of the most popular fantasy football outlets, and cross-referencing with my own expectations for these individual players, and the opportunities that await them. I think this is a really interesting exercise. There's some really interesting numbers, depending on where you're choosing to look and quote-unquote shop for fantasy football opportunities. So let's jump right in. We're going to take a look first and foremost at the quarterback position for the Miami Dolphins. There are three outlets that I've chosen to quote-unquote crowdsource from here, and this has always been a Power to the pod question. Can you talk about your expectations for Tua? What's a stat line look like for Tua this year in 17 games and so on and so forth? Well, now's our opportunity to have that conversation. So starting with Tua, depending on where you look, you get varying degrees of optimism. Yahoo Fantasy projects Tua for the season in 2021 to have 3,000 508 passing yards, will round up to 25 passing touchdowns, 12 interceptions, 34 sacks taken on the season, 34 rushing attempts for 186 yards, 2 touchdowns, and 3 fumbles lost. So a total of 25 touchdowns passing the ball, 27 total touchdowns, and a total of 15 turnovers. Uh, It's been a while since the Dolphins have consistently gotten that level of production and speaking to twice as many touchdown passes as interceptions thrown. I believe it last happened in 2018 of all seasons, and then the year before that I believe was 2013 that we saw Dolphins quarterbacks combine to throw twice as many touchdowns as interceptions. Uh, But the yardage is a little low, uh, especially when you compare it to the other two, ESPN and CBS Sports. ESPN, 3,944 passing yards for Tua Valoa, 23 passing touchdowns, so a little lower on the passing touchdown side of things, 11 interceptions, 55 rushing attempts, For 213 rushing yards and three rushing touchdowns. So ESPN is a little higher on the yardage, a little lower on the scoring production for Miami. Their their forecast has uh, one less touchdown, but almost 500 more passing yards. CBS Sports, you want an optimistic outlook? You got one. Here we go. 4,232 passing yards. 28 touchdowns, passing, 16 interceptions, 53 rush attempts for 198 yards, three rushing touchdowns, one fumble loss. So 17 turnovers, an average of one turnover for per game, but you're getting 31 touchdowns and 4,200 passing yards out of Tua. I'll say this. Um, regardless of what outcome, if any of these three outcomes comes to pass— Miami is going to win 10-plus games, and they're going to be a playoff team this year. So that's the good news. The question is, do your expectations fall in line with any of these forecasts or a blend or hybrid of any of these forecasts? I think the Yahoo projection for production is probably the most realistic. It's the middle for scoring. Uh, It's not too high in turnovers, like you've got 17 turnovers from CBS Sports. Uh, But I don't necessarily think I see Tua over the course of 17 games, unless you're projecting him to miss time with injury, to finish a 17-game season with 3,500 passing yards. Not with the weapons that they have in place, not with our expectation that this is a team that is going to pass to set up the run, and that's how their offense is going to flow. I would take ESPN's yardage, 3,900 yards, and put it with Yahoo's scoring and turnovers, 25 passing touchdowns, 12 interceptions, 34 sacks taken, almost 200 rushing yards, another two touchdowns, and a couple of fumbles lost. That's right about where I would expect this Dolphins offense to produce now. The real test for him, if that is indeed what we get from Tua Tagovailoa, will be the contextual stuff. The two-minute offense, how good does he look there? Just before the half or at the end of a game, you need three points, you need six points. Can you manufacture those? How are you in third down? How are you in the red zone? But if we have to ask ourselves those questions to decide if we think Tua is good or not, That means he kind of had a season that falls in line with this kind of production. And that means Miami is going to experience success as a team. And that's the next step in the right direction. Very much here for that development. I'm very much here for having to ask, okay, we think two is good, but what was he like going third and longs? What was he like when he was blitzed? What was he like in the red zone? What was he like in two-minute drill? He was good in two-minute drill last year. So that's a source of optimism. Those are my expectations for Tua Tungvaloa, and those are, by crowdsourcing a number of different fantasy outlets, my expectations for Tua Tungvaloa from a production standpoint. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way for you to bet on all of your favorite sports action. So whether you're looking for MLB, NBA, NHL, or the UFC, BetOnline.ag has all the odds, news, and info for your sporting needs. So head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information available. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code Locked on, bet online, your online sportsbook experts. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24 7 US based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This was a really fun fact-finding exercise for me over the course of the long weekend. Uh, I did Tua, Miles Gaskin, Mike Gasecki. Looked into Jason Sanders. We're not going to commit any time to Jason Sanders here on today's show. Uh, also looked at Jalen Waddell, Devontae Parker, Will Fuller. Uh, just to kind of get a gauge, right? Because there's a lot of questions on, on how we're going to disperse targets throughout the course of a season. If we're going to have 650 pass attempts throughout the year, that breakdown is pretty fascinating, especially when uh, Miles Gaskin was as productive as he was as a pass catcher out of the backfield. So let's shift gears. We'll move away from Tua. We'll go to Miles Gaskin and explore what Yahoo, ESPN, and CBS Sports predict for this upcoming season in their respective models for Miles Gaskin. The bad news there are no 1,000 yard rushing seasons in this forecast. Also, interestingly enough, I thought it was interesting that Maurice Jones Drew of NFL.com. Uh projected Miles Gaskin is the NFL's worst starting running back last year. Uh each of the four starters in the AFC East were in the bottom five, but like Tevin Coleman was 28. First of all, I don't even know if Tevin Coleman's gonna start for the Jets. Second of all, Miles Gaskin had more yards from scrimmage in 10 games last year than Tevin Coleman has had in his last two seasons combined in San Francisco. Over 22 games. I ain't buying it. I ain't buying it. But anyway, Yahoo. 863 rushing yards, 6 rushing touchdowns. 42 receptions for 348 receiving yards. 1 receiving touchdown. So a total of 1,211 yards from scrimmage. ESPN. Much like Yahoo. 863 rushing yards and 6 touchdowns on the ground. Equal to the projection for Yahoo, up a little bit more impact in the passing game. 51 receptions, 389 receiving yards, 2 receiving touchdowns, 1,252 yards from scrimmage. And then you have CBS Sports, 832 rushing yards, 5 rushing touchdowns, so marginally less than both ESPN and Yahoo. 49 receptions, 418 receiving yards, 2 receiving touchdowns, 1,250 yards from scrimmage. Uh, The touchdown projections for each Yahoo 7, ESPN 8, CBS 7. Really splitting hairs here. I mean, 1,211, 1,252, 1,250. Those are your yards from scrimmage projections for all three teams. Across 17, if it was a 16-game season, yeah, I think I would vibe with this. But I think I'm going to take the over, at least on the yardage perspective. I wouldn't say too much. I'm not going to bet that he ends up having 1,700 yards and averages 100 yards per game from scrimmage, even though he averaged 97 yards from scrimmage over 10 games last year. I won't buy that high on Miles Gaskin. But if you told me he had 1,350 to 1,400 yards from scrimmage, yeah, I think I would buy that. So I think these projections are a little conservative. I think from a scoring perspective, they're probably right in the right zone, right in the sweet spot, uh, six, seven, eight 7, touchdowns, somewhere in there. I don't think he's going to be a huge focal point in the red zone. Uh, he's much more of a do-it-all option on the early downs and on third down. So I think he'll have more yardage than scoring production for Miami. I think the red zone will be a big area for the tight ends and Devontae Parker. I think the field stretchers would get chunk plays out of the speed guys. Not really sure how you prioritize Gaskin out of that. Especially when there's going to be less opportunities for quote unquote uh high safe, two high safeties. When you get down to the red zone, everything gets more condensed, everything's closer and tighter anyway. So, I don't think these are bad projections for Miles Gaskin. Maybe a little conservative on the yardage front. Let's do Jalen Waddle next. Hoping to get as many of these in as we can today. What do the fantasy projections expect for Jalen Waddle in 2021? Yahoo! Fantasy. 116 targets. They're projecting 74 catches, 1,036 receiving yards, 6.5 touchdowns receiving. ESPN, 106 targets. 64 receptions, 861 receiving yards, 5 receiving touchdowns. CBS Sports, 92 targets, 57 receptions, 867 receiving yards, 5 receiving touchdowns. I think I agree the most with CBS Sports here. I think projecting a 1,000-yard season in year one as a rookie with Will Fuller, Will Duante Parker, with Mike Isecki, I understand he's got a previous working relationship with Tua Tungvalu, but that's just, it's it's a little aggressive. 116 targets is a lot, too. I would love to see it materialize. But if I'm working off my own expectations and trying to find the right blend, uh, I don't necessarily think ESPN did waddle a lot of favors with his per-catch average. It was less than 13 and half yards per catch, uh, 64 catches, 861 yards. So I look at CBS Sports. It's only 92 targets and 57 receptions, but he's got 867 yards, an average of over 15 yards per catch. That's what Jalen Waddle was brought here to do. So I don't know that he's necessarily going to be a volume piece and in a starring role right away, but that kind of chunk gain production, I'll take that. I think that CBS Sports evaluation of Waddle is most in line with my own expectations. And then on top of that, you add they might get some design touches on endarounds and stuff like that. Uh, if he has a chunk play here or a chunk play there, you may end up looking at a 1,000 yards from scrimmage, but not necessarily in the receiving game. And then you get potential opportunities to return kicks. And now all of a sudden, you've got a really big piece of the pie as far as uh, all-purpose yards for Jalen Waddle, And I think... All those things add up and you'll have an impact that you're really pleased with with Jalen Waddell in year one. But I'm always a little hesitant about, yeah, we're going to shoot for the moon with these projections for rookies that have never played in the NFL before. Uh, so I'm selling on the 1,000-yard season in year one. A lot of mouths to feed, a lot of ways the ball can go. That's a great problem to have. Built bars, a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. A lot of mouths to feed with Built Bars as well. The good news is they got a great supply for you to choose from, whether you're looking for something breakfast, lunch, or dinner to replace a meal, whether you're looking for something post-workout, something to grab and go, you name it. Talking 100% chocolate on all their bars, high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, low in sugar, 10 delicious flavors to choose from right now. You can visit BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to save 15% off your next order. That's BuiltBar.com. Promo code lock 15 to save 15% off your order of the world's most delicious protein bar. Will Fuller, next on the docket. Will Fuller, he who has never logged a 1,000-yard receiving season in his NFL career. He was well on his way last year before a five-game suspension ended his season prematurely, and he will serve the sixth game of that suspension in week one against the New England Patriots, which means he will play at a maximum 16 games for the Dolphins in the regular season. We're going to put that asterisk there right on the end. Yahoo Fantasy, 96 targets, 63 receptions, 1,004 receiving yards, 6 receiving touchdowns. ESPN, 105 targets, 69 receptions, 934 receiving yards, 13.4 yards per catch. Five receiving touchdowns. CBS Sports 114 targets, 80 receptions, 984 receiving yards, 12.3 yards per catch, six receiving touchdowns. Which one of these do I agree with the most? The one that has Will Fuller averaging the most. Yards per catch because he is an explosive play waiting to happen, much like Jalen Waddle. Now, we saw from Will Fuller in 2020 with the Houston Texans offense that he is not just a deep threat. He has proven himself to be more diverse and a more accomplished route runner than what he was often given credit for because he was so frequently used vertically down the field but you tell me the man for his career has 209 receptions on 333 targets over 3,000 yards and he averages 15 yards per catch for his career he has never had a number below 13 and a half yards per catch and yet two of the three projections For Will Fuller, have him under 13.5 yards per catch, including 12.3 from CBS Sports. Am I buying that? Hell no, I ain't buying that. Give me the chunk plays. Give me Yahoo Fantasy. Give me a 1,000-yard season for Will Fuller. 63 receptions, 1,004 receiving yards, six receiving touchdowns. That's the one I'm buying out of this collective group for Will Fuller. Now things get interesting. We talked about an incumbent starting quarterback. We talked about an incumbent starting running back. We talked about two new pieces to the receiving game in Will Fuller and Jalen Waddle. But now you got guys who were incumbents last year, Devontae Parker and Mike Gusecki. And Parker is a really interesting case study. Uh, I think the way the depth chart is going to lay out is going to be beneficial to him. Here are the projections from the three outlets. Yahoo Fantasy has him for 119 targets. 74.5 receptions, 972 receiving yards, 7.5 receiving touchdowns. ESPN, 99 targets, 61 receptions, 743 receiving yards, 12.2 yards per catch, 4 receiving touchdowns. CBS Sports, 110 targets, 64 receptions. 880 receiving yards, 13.8 yards per catch, seven receiving touchdowns. So Yahoo and CBS Sports have Parker bouncing back in a big way from a scoring perspective. None have 1,000 yards. Yahoo has 972. ESPN has the low watermark at 743. I'll take the yardage from ESPN and I'll take the scoring from either of the other two. So 743 receiving yards from ESPN. I think it's more likely than 972 or 880 because I think Parker's chemistry with Tua, I'm encouraged by the fact that they've worked together this offseason. Do I think it's going to make a huge difference? Not necessarily when you still have those other skill sets in the passing game. Now, it's probably going to be a week-to-week thing and matchup specific. But if you could throw to Waddle and Fuller and you've got better chemistry with Kiseki than you do with Parker, just based off of what you did last year, I think Parker, from a volume perspective, is going to suffer a little bit. Now, that might not be a bad thing for Parker. He's only ever eclipsed 800 yards once in his career. One time. And it was in 2019 when he went off for 1,200 yards. I don't think it's a realistic expectation that Devontae Parker is all of a sudden going to be what he was in 2019 when Ryan Fitzpatrick was throwing him YOLO balls week in and week out. Parker last season had his second highest career output in yardage with 793 yards, averaged 12.6 yards per catch. So if you told me ESPN has given me 61 receptions for 743 yards and 12.2 yards per reception, I'm taking that. That's right in line with what you can expect from him. But I do think the red zone opportunities in the passing game will be greater, so I'm going to take over on their provided receiving touchdowns of four. Which brings us to our last member of this exercise, one tight end. Mike Gusecki. Gusecki's been trending upward uh, at a very encouraging rate thus far. He had, I believe, was the third or fourth most receiving yards in a single season of any tight end in the history of the Dolphins organization. It was third. Was behind uh, Randy McMichael and then Charles Clay. And Gusecki just snuck over that 700-yard mark. Uh, So depending on where you look, uh, we have either hit a glass ceiling... Or there's another step forward to be had. Yahoo! Fantasy sees another leap forward. 102 targets, 67 receptions, 823 receiving yards, 5 touchdowns. ESPN, 83 targets, so almost 20 targets less. 52 receptions, 614 receiving yards, 11.7 yards per reception, 5 receiving touchdowns. CBS Sports, 91 targets, so right in the middle. 54 receptions, 616 receiving yards, 11.4 yards per catch, and six receiving touchdowns. I hesitantly am going to buy the ESPN slash CBS Sports projection, so right around 50, 55 receptions, somewhere in the mid to low 600 yards Five or six touchdowns. That Yahoo one is very rich. 67 catches, 823 yards. I mean, if he does that, that's phenomenal. In a contract year, that's all you could possibly hope for, right? Because now you've given your team very little excuse to let you walk out the door. But the Dolphins, I mean, let's be honest, they, they've positioned themselves to transition the, the tight end room in some way, shape, or form is going to command a very, very high-level contract for the position. He's going to be one of the top five paid tight ends in football by the time this is all said and done. And he might not stay there, depending on how the market reset goes, for very long at least, uh, but still very likely that he ends up being inside the top fa- top five paid tight ends in football. Top eight at the absolute worst. If he has 823, the Dolphins are, you better pay him. (laughs) But if he has in the mid-sixes or low-sixes, you could say, well, we've hit our ceiling. We perceive we've hit our ceiling. And because Mike isn't a player who plays with his hand in the dirt, because Mike isn't a player who's going to be really versatile, he's more of a receiving threat, he's effectively a big slot, we want more speed. We got other receivers, other tight ends that can line up in line and could still be big bodies with plus catch radiuses. We'll make you an offer, but it's a fair offer based on our perceived value of you as a player. And I don't know how that's going to go from... Again, that's just projecting. That's trying to read the the tea leaves on on what's happening in the tight end room. But something is afoot. When you sign Seethan Carter and you draft Hunter Long in the third round. Whether it's Durham Smythe on the chopping block before the season. And hey, maybe if that happens, you know, we could put the Mike Gosecki speculation a bit. But I've got I've got a hard time projecting for Gasecki with all the other weapons that were brought in, including in the tight end room, that he's gonna get the kind of volume, 102 targets to really have that kind of additional leap for the third consecutive season as a pass catcher. If it happens, phenomenal. But I'm hesitant to buy it. Hope you guys enjoyed this look at some statistical production for the Dolphins' offense. Uh, and, and me bringing my own expectations into these projections uh, paints a very favorable picture for the Dolphins' passing game. Uh, and as I said earlier on when talking about 2 I'm hoping this conversation can shift from, man, I hope we're good, to, man, I really think we're good. And here are the game situational examples as to why. We got a couple more shows this week, two more to be exact. So make sure you hit subscribe. Keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. Thanks as always for carving some time out of your day. Listening to the show, I appreciate it as always. Fins up. Have a great rest of your day. Look forward to talking to you guys again tomorrow. Have a good one. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.